podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Listen up, lads. Today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer in the UK. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides propriety skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. It's the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Look fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at manscaped.com. So go and get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPURS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SPURS20. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Hello there, my name is Miles Jupp, cricket fan, and together with my co-host Mark Wood, actual cricket man, we invite you to listen to Middle Please Umpire, a new cricket podcast containing the two of us banging on and sounding off together about cricket and quite possibly all manner of other things, while lifting the lid on Mark's life as an international cricketer. And as if that wasn't enough, we shall be welcoming some great guests along the way and chatting to them about life on and off the playing field as they spill the beans, drop some truth bombs and see if they can withstand the scrutiny of our brutal interrogations. Middle Please Umpire is available right now from all your favourite podcast providers. To this week's episode and, and the first of 2021. It's the Spurs show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, three great guests tonight uh, to look back at the, the Leeds game and to look ahead to tomorrow night's game. Jose Mourinho said it's his most important game since being manager of Tottenham. Uh, which I agree with, actually. And also we'll look ahead to the uh, quite strange game at the weekend we've got coming up against Marine of the Northern Premier League in the FA Cup. Uh, returning tonight, Jake Richards is back. How are you, Jake? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. How's uh, how's lockdown been for you? Well, it's about to kick off again. Uh, yeah. uh, odd Christmas, uh, just on my own, unlike right. uh, Lamella and the rest of them. Yeah, stuck <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And also joining us, Tom Mitchell. Uh, how are you, Tom? Hi, Mike. Very well, thanks. Very well. And how have you been? I know you're up in your your your, your son's bedroom at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. The house the house is uh, about to get a lot noisier uh, throughout the day by the sound of it as well. I think with um, whatever announcement we get tonight coming up. But uh, well, my my kids are already already because they're primary school in Barnet, so they've already they're already off from tomorrow. Uh, but oh, I'm yeah. sure later, as we record this, uh, the Prime Minister's making another announcement at eight. And I think it'll be another. Well, I mean, we're already locked down now. I mean, what's the difference, really? Uh, and I'm sure someone will give us a hilarious sideway glance. 
He's our comedian tonight, no pressure. And also the author of the wonderful Tottenham book, being that number, Carl Jones returns. How are you, Carl? Hi, Mike. Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad considering my kid's going to be off now probably all the way through to half term in February. Uh, that's a tough one to take. Yeah, same same here. My, uh, my, my my son's at secondary school and his first year at secondary school. And, oh, and uh, yeah. that's it. So, yeah, it's uh, we just we just have to keep waiting and seeing and rolling with the punches, I guess. A bit like supporting Spurs. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, well, look, let's. Uh, we thought we'd be uh, looking back at two games: the Fulham game and the Leeds game. Obviously, the Fulham game was called off, which I think, Jake, with the kind of the way we've been playing, I think, you know, apart from that initial, oh, there's no game tonight, bloody hell. After that, I think most fans kind of thought result: the players will get some rest, they'll be rejuvenated for Leeds, and it kind of um, rung true, really, because obviously Leeds on paper was going be a very very difficult game uh and uh, i don't know if you you like me watched it on bt sports it sounded like we were playing barcelona if you listen yeah, to the commentators was. even yeah. at three down they're waxing lyrical about how wonderful li- the other three down very bizarre wasn't it Jake? yeah it really wound me up because in the second half especially when we really dominated for the first part wave after wave of tottenham attack and all they could talk about is how leeds were still trying as if it was mm. some kind of mesmerising new phenomenon in football that players still tried. Um, It was really odd, the coverage on BT, I thought. In terms of the performance, I think you're right. Having that break meant that the team were very physically prepared for this game. And I think that that showed. Actually, we were much fitter and stronger than Leeds in general, who looked quite young and naive uh, across, uh, across, especially in their defence. Their keeper looked about 12 years old. Um, So I think the week, having a week off was good. Um, and the players, I thought, you know, played a pretty good physical game um, and that week off would have helped that. Um, and we've got lots of games to come. So any week off, actually, considering the the, the schedule that we've had up to this point, it, it is something to welcome. Mm, you're right, Tom. We've got kind of few. Uh, well, it, was, it was announced today by Jose Mourinho that Giovanni Lascelles has become the new Lamella. Really, he is now out with a hamstring injury uh, for at least the rest of this month. Um, Eric Lamella. Uh, I mean, we'll get on to the Brentford game, obviously, probably in the second half of the show. But Lamella's not available. That's probably more of a disciplinary thing. Uh, and we'll talk about the whole sort of Christmas Day thing later. But I mean, we, we are going to need um, our squad. Um, but the, the players that um, came in against Leeds and obviously Harry Winks another start, um, apart from, I think, the first 10 minutes where Leeds had a couple of, you know, overlaps and chances and Bamford head one over, it was quite comfortable, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Like, as you say, I mean, I think the first 10 minutes we were possibly a little bit waiting to see how the game was going to pan out um but but as you say other than that kind of that that overlap shot um which which hit the side netting yeah. um i barely recall them making a an actual clear cut chance mm. and and as and as jake was just saying the commentary was quite incredible the amount of credit that was mm. being given by by darren and um, by fletcher and and glenn hoddle it was almost as if they had a script at the beginning of the game saying like right this is how leads play we this, this is what we're going to talk about and they showed flashes of it but but we, we we schooled them, yeah. We, we it's like we were slapping them around the face with a goal each time, and, <laughs> and 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 it was just quite incredible how even like like say in the second half they were sending seven seven men through and they were like, oh, isn't this brilliant? They got seven men attacking, and then we just mm. they passed it to us and we just counterattacked and could have had a hatful. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Carl. I mean, it, it was it was quite bizarre. I mean, yes, uh, you know, Leeds play nice football. The, you know, that under Marco Bielsa, and there was this kind of controversy. And if you saw, um, I think she was a BT Sports uh, female uh, pundit who kind of said, and I actually agreed with her. She kind of said that you know Leeds, you know had a bit of a wobble in the championship last season, probably COVID and that break probably helped them go up, which I thought was completely a fair thing to say. I mean, God, I mean, how many leads have been in, the, in that division now, what, 15 years and always kind of choked. So I think that those points that she made were quite fair. And obviously whoever runs Leeds United's social media got a bit sort of uppity by it all. But I mean, as Tom said, apart from some bit of nice football, I mean, the first goal was an error. Um, the second goal, I think, was 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 more more our skill than them, and you could argue the third goal was an error as well. Yeah, and I think you know, I mean, they've been a breath of fresh air. Leeds, of course, they have all the all the pundits are waxing lyrical about them. They're very fit. That's how they play. They play that pressing game. But I think the beauty of it was that we we it, it turned out much how we maybe hoped and expected it might would be that we've got the better eleven players. We actually press them. I mean, that first goal, yeah. they're they're sort of playing it around. Bergvine, who you know has been lambasted in recent weeks, he's he, I think he does so much work for the team in terms of. Class closing that down and if you watch that back he's really really pressing Winks comes in and forces that mistake and 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 I think we were just really really clinical I think Bielsa said you know that they uh, it, the result could have been closer but actually they didn't have that many chances we were really really clinical with ours and then and then we just looked the better team and and I think it goes back to some of those performances the better performances we've had this season have been against teams that have been quite open against us um or, or you know the matches where we've really sat tight against uh, the Chelsea's and cities of this um of, of, of the league and got results so it went how you know how I I hoped it would go but I've got to uh, give a shout out to uh, my fellow members of York Spurs uh, because uh, this game is uh, absolutely um, it, it's up there with Arsenal for many of them. A, a lot of a lot of our members um, live in Leeds, know lots of Leeds fans, and felt sick to the stomach at the thought of losing to them and having to put up with that. So, I, 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 speaking on behalf of them, I don't think many of them cared how we got it as long as we got three points. So it was nice and decisive for them. Good. Nice to hear the Yorkshire Spurs mentioned. Jake, I mean, uh, picking up the point about that sort of pressing high up the pitch in the first goal and, and even and the second goal, it was it was almost like shades of Pochettino Spurs, wasn't it? Because since Jose's been there, we haven't really seen the press as probably as much as we thought we would do. And I think there was a lot of pressure on Jose tactically in this game. I mean, if you went on social media, which I try and avoid before a game, <laughs> you know, if you do go on it, it's, I mean, it's, it's getting quite vitriolic. Um, the, the people's opinion of the way that we're playing under Jose. And we all kind of expected, you know, that whole cliche of take each game as it comes. He's Jose is a master at looking at, you know, whoever the opposition's in front of us and, and therefore, you know, uh, setting up um, appropriately, which he did. And it was nice to see uh, a different style of play almost. Yeah, I thought that we did press well at times. And I think that is the Mourinho way. He will tell the team to press at appropriate moments against the right opposition, not Liverpool away at Anfield, but Leeds at home is the right moment. Uh, and we saw that and that led to um, most of our chances and some of our goals. A big shout out. I mean, he's already been mentioned, but Winks and Bergwijn. Mm. 
Winks in particular, who really hasn't started, I think, a Premier League game since September. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really has had to wait his time. It must be really frustrating, especially with the Euros coming up. And I thought he was brilliant. Mm. Not, not doing the glamorous stuff that um, we kind of want him to do as a ball-playing midfielder, but actually breaking up play, closing down, pressuring the opposition. I thought he was really good. And Bergwijn as well. I mean, a lot of my Spurs pals aren't his biggest fan and he does miss chances. He has missed big chances this season already. But the work he does off the ball... Um, as well as his uh, runs in behind to create space for Kane, I think is is really underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, a, 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 and if he can start scoring goals, then we've got a real player on our hands. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. But, but, but I think you're right. Mourinho got it right tactically. Um, it was a classic Mourinho v Bielsa. That's how it was built. I like Bielsa, by the way. I think he's clearly a good coach. And it's good to have him in the Premier League. Uh, but Mourinho schooled him uh, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was good to hear. The uh, second goal, obviously, you know, Tom, a lot has been made this season of the Sun and Kane show. Uh, that second goal was beautiful. It was a beautiful goal. Um, that that sixth sense, those that, that partnership now has, the way Sun just notchingly tucked it away. It, it was just wonderful. And coming at this sort of stroke of half time, pretty much, you know, I know we've, we've been three nil up before and blowing it, but I think most of us thought that's it. Two up at half time, we'll we'll go we'll go on and win this now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a goal right before half time, especially a two nil um, goal, is. It's just you, you can't ask for more going into that team talk. Um, and, yeah, it was one of those effortless goals. Or they made it look effortless. I mean, Kane, when, when you see Kane pick up the ball and you see Son make any kind of run now, you're expecting something to happen. It's um, mm. it's almost like it reminds me of that. Uh, I don't know if you remember back in like 92, 93, um, Anderton, Sheringham, Samways, that kind of corner and free kick routine um, yeah. where you just knew that as soon as like Anderson or Samways were stood over the ball, Samways faint, Anderton cross, Sheringham goal. And yeah. at the moment, it just seems that like, yeah, whereas this is obviously more from open play, you can just see that Kane is looking up and he's going to put the ball exactly where Son wants it, um, whether it's to run onto or into feet. And, um, and, and they just made it look so easy so easy and um that finish was just um you know i, I kind of think like two or three years ago son would have you wouldn't be kind of like banking on son scoring those he's mm. uh, but, but his finishing now is, is so much better than it was and and also he's looking up in the box way more than he used to as well i mean there was one chance i think there was one part in the second half where he was yeah he was through and you expected him to to probably go for goal um where it looked easier to, to shoot rather than pass it and he squared it and the chance was gone but I like seeing that kind of awareness that he's now showing on top of the head down, yes. Um, yes. Run, uh, running with it, and he's he's literally gone up such such levels in the, over the yeah. last year. So absolutely agree, Carl. The other player that I, I I thought stood out and has stood out all season is Holbier. Uh, who, I mean, I, I think, that, let's face it, we were, they were all wretched that first game against Everton. And I know a lot of pundits went, oh, God, he, he's not up, up to this. But, I mean, he has been absolutely tremendous. And, again, the amount of work uh, in the last game and just getting his foot in and just breaking up play and just committing just a little foul, it, it, he's, he's tremendous, isn't he? 
Yeah, and I think I think it's that game plan that, dependent on who we're playing, we're building the team around this core, which all mm. the good sides have of that core team. So, you know, we're talking about Son and Kane and and, and someone like Bergvine working off them. With Hoybier, you've got you know Wink, Winks alongside him, who is probably a little bit more um, attack minded than Sissoko might be. But I mean, Winks was still doing that work alongside him, um, and 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 the same the same really with the fullbacks. And I think. He's now become the heart of that midfield. Obviously, he's, he's probably more, he, he offers a little bit more threat than perhaps mm. the kind of Matichers and players that kind of Jose gets um, labelled with being a Jose player. Mm. Um, and, and I just I just wonder as well if partly that's some of the reason why we've got the issues with Delhi because you kind of look at Delhi being out of the team and Winks coming in and, and as the guy's already saying in terms of just, you know, he wants to be in the England squad, he wants to play more. But I think he's adapting his game and he looked great on Saturday and you wonder whether part of that is because Jose's not going to take a Hoybier out of the team to incorporate Deli Ali, and mm. if Deli Ali's not willing to incorporate that so I, I, I think that's how important he is I think he's right up there with the Son and Kane partnership and we are picking our teams to 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 beat teams based on that, and and it's clear that you know these are the players that are getting ninety minutes at game in game out. We're not actually taking these players off even for a rest. So yeah, yeah. I, just a fantastic signing. Mm, no, but it was it was a really important win. Uh, it put us back up the table. Uh, again, you can argue results went with us. Chelsea uh, losing again, obviously hilarious. Um, Leicester winning was a bit of a shame. Man United going on a good run now, who we've obviously already played away. Um, and just, you know, one win, Jake, and we're back up there again. And you look at fixtures coming up in the league and you sort of, and, and, and also our rivals kind of playing each other in the next few weeks. And again, this league, if you put, look at Arsenal, put three wins together, it can make an incredible difference, can't it? It, it, the league is so tight, it's ridiculous. Um, and actually, in some ways, there's not much point looking at the league table. Uh, and I know that's what managers and players say, but I think fans should probably take a leaf out of their book in this season because really it's just each game as it comes. I mean, I'm looking at the fixture list now. Obviously, we've got the Brentford game, which we're going to talk about, and the Cup game on Saturday against Marine. We then got Villa and Sheffield United away. And if we win both of those, you know, realistically, it's going to be we then play Liverpool again and it's going to be deja vu because we're probably yeah. going to be right at the top of the league with Liverpool uh, at going into that game again. So it's really tight. Um, I think what we've got um, that the, the other teams don't, as we've just been discussed, is a real solid core. We looked at the Chelsea team. They've obviously got loads of talented players, but Lampard doesn't know what his best team is. Mourinho at least knows what his skeleton of his team is, the backbone. Lloris, Dyer, Hoiberg, Son and Kane, and everything else can fit around that. And I think that's a real positive um, yeah. going, for the, going into these fixtures. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, look, let's have a, very, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the League Cup semi-final tomorrow night at White Hart Lane against Brentford. Uh, the game against Marine. We'll have to talk about uh, uh, that Christmas Day photo we all saw with some of our players. And we'll be back after this very short break. Just to remind people, uh, this season we're in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Every week uh, they bring to us some pretty good enhanced odds uh, ahead of certain matches. Go to williamhill.com if you haven't already downloaded the app. Check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices in the build-up to kick off. Here's some 
just ahead of the Brentford game that I've picked out, which I, I, I think are pretty good. Tottenham to win both halves uh, tomorrow night, three to one. Kane over two shots on target. They've enhanced for us to five to two. Son to score the first goal has been enhanced to seven to two. Kane's son and their striker, Ivan Tony, over one shot on target each, 11 to one, which I think is pretty good. Kane and son over four shots on target between them, five to two. Go to williamhill.com and get on that. Um, Jake, we'll start with you. Uh, Jose uh, today in the sort of press conference said this is his biggest match since he's been manager at Tottenham. Uh, Brentford, in case you don't know, 16 games unbeaten this season. I think they're third in the championship. Nothing to lose. London derby. It goes one leg. It goes um, if level. Uh, there is extra time and then penalties. Do you think we'll squat them away or do you think this is going to be one of those matches where... It ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. They, they, they had, <laughs> never is. Speaking like uh, a true Spurs fan. <laughs> they've had a week off, I think, as well, because their game was cancelled at the weekend where we played. Um, so they'll be fresh. Uh, uh, they're a good team. I mean, I haven't seen much of them this season, but I watched a bit of them last season. In fact, I went yeah. to the, the, their old ground to watch them. And they're, they're a good, fluid team that play good football and will cause us problems. I mean, look, we're obviously favourites. Uh, and Mourinho's right to take it seriously. If we win this, we're in the cup final, we're in the top four, we're four points off the top of the league. Everything looks uh, uh, rosy. I would just add that I, I've only just realised that this game has rules where you can make five subs yeah. uh, in the 90 minutes. And I think that really uh, could come in our favour because our bench is going to be strong tomorrow, whatever team we play. I mean, if Ali is on the bench, he can come on and change the game. Uh, uh, Bergwijn, Mora. I mean, against Championship, those fresh legs in the final 20 minutes could uh, be absolutely critical. Huge game. Uh, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think it'll be a good game for the neutral, but I think we will just about win, but it's not going to be easy. Tom, I mean, the very fact we've got Marine coming up on Saturday, surely he can go with our strongest team. And if we do go three up, then start thinking about taking players off. Because, I mean, you can't see any first-team players started against Marine. Surely we'll have, like, the Getz and Fernandes is playing. Um, you know, players like that will, will surely get a look in on Sunday's game. He's He's got to go strong for this one, isn't he? It's the semi-final. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, f I'm fully of the belief that in, in games like this, you start strong and then um, take players off as required rather than, um, you know, bring them rather than feel, yeah, think about bringing them on later on. Um, and as you say, the fact we got Marine, uh, it's not going to be, it's not like we're going to be saving players for that. We're not going to be, um, yeah, holding, holding back at all. So I'd really hope to see the strongest 11 from the very beginning. Um, but as you say, who knows, maybe we'll see the, uh, the lesser spotted Jedson make an appearance from the bench. Um, he was, he was there on Saturday, wasn't he? So, uh, you never know. Yeah. I mean, apparently, apparently Carla, I, I, I saw in, um, Portuguese press. They actually want Gerson Fernandes back now, Benfica. The six months of his loan uh, deal uh, still to go. They want him back early. You sort of think we'll take him. I mean, I think it was, what is it, 50 million euros or pounds if we bought him or something? It's just a bizarre deal, wasn't it? Yeah, and and um, I mean, we were even playing him in right back in pre-season, I remember, yeah. and and yeah. you know, it's it, it just not quite worked out that one, has it? And no, I don't think um, I don't think that'll be too much of a loss to us if he does go back. Obviously, I think. 
you know we've got two uh two banana skins probably i think tomorrow night being the considerably larger one of the two so i think we do need that full strength team out there i do think we can we can sneak it um marine uh, you know i've um, been been performing stand-up comedy for um, almost 10 years i, I don't know really, you can really count the last 12 months but uh, sunday will be the first time that tottenham hotspur will play at a venue that i have played at I, oh really I, i'd always <laughs> hoped it would be wembley stadium but it is uh, marine afc and, and, and i have to i have to make that thing there that it is marine afc and not afc marine because i the, the gig that i did was actually in the um in the clubhouse and to, to the chairman and his wife and in my final in my final punchlines i set up i said you know um got to say good night afc marine and as i went to deliver the punchline she said excuse me it, it's marine afc which of wow. course absolutely torpedoed the final punchline and um and, and i've never quite forgiven them for that so uh so so yeah it's 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 a tricky week um i think we've got to be hugely disappointed if we're not in a league cup final in the fa cup fourth round at the end of it but this is tottenham of course so you know uh, that that bit of that bit of squad rotation and um for for sunday but uh yeah brentford are not to be sniffed out or they're a really decent team absolutely i i i i I think he'll he'll start strong, and I think with Kane and Son in the form they in, I I I I'm probably doing something to seven. I think it's going to be quite comfortable. I think we're going to win four goals to one. There we are. I've said it. Jake, what's your prediction for quick prediction for the Brentford game? Quick score prediction. Two, two one Spurs. Two one in normal time. Normal time, yeah. In normal time, Tom, what's your prediction? Uh, three nil Spurs. Nice, Carl. Yeah, I, I think they'll make us suffer. I was going to say two one, but I'll, I'll I will go I will go two nil. I think I think maybe it's going to be a, f- a few late goals. I think we might have to stick with them and, uh, and 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 a couple of late goals to see us through. Lovely. And then on Sunday, live on BBC One, uh, we face Marine, and I'm sure a lot of you will know this in the history if the FA Cup is the highest ranked ever in the history of the competition, uh, Marine Northern uh, Premier League side, obviously because of uh, tier three or four, wherever they are up in Merseyside, uh, the 500 fans that were going to be there, unable to go there, and the sponsor pulled out. But what's lovely is, and we kind of got behind this campaign as well, you can still get a virtual ticket uh, for the match, which is the tenor, to help Marine out. You can still go on their website and get a match programme, it's one to keep in a, one of those obscure games you'll look back on uh, many years to come. And it's just been announced today that Jamie Carragher, the ex-Liverpool uh, captain, his um, foundation is now sponsoring the uh, I think the benches and the kit just to sort of help out where the other sponsor pulled out. And the last I saw, the Marines um, 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 re- well, their record um, attendance was 6,000 and I believe we've sold about uh, 4,700 virtual tickets so far so it'll be great for all you listeners out there just go to the Marine website or follow on Twitter and just for a tenner and you get an actual ticket sent to you ticket sent which again be a great thing to frame with the program uh as long as we win we don't want to sort of go this is the stuff i think i think you get 80 to 1 you get 80 to 1 on marines to win or something bizarre uh but jake i mean it should be that one i mean i think it would literally be uh our second string side i mean i could see 
probably uh, a few a few Spurs players would maybe even making their debuts against Marine. I mean, in fact, I, I could probably play in goal. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, it, it really shouldn't be that difficult, should it? No, I mean, that that one uh, should be comfortable, but you never know. I mean, I think we'll win. I think we'll score a lot of goals. Uh, we might concede one as well along the way. You can just see that happening with uh, Joe Hart and goal. But um, yeah, I think, I, think, I think we'll win that one. I think we'll win that one. Yeah, Tom, you know, I mean, surely, I mean, you, you I mean, I'm, look, I'm sure they travel, but, you know, all Spurs fans don't want to see Harry Kane running on the pitch and some plumber kicking him up in the air and, 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 and whatever you can imagine. Well, no, exactly. Um, same to be said for Son, and uh, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Hoiberg would uh, might might well get a game. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think we could see maybe um, two or three of the kind of uh, the first team in or around the team uh, on the day. Um, but as you say, I think it's going to be a, a game for the the second string predominantly. Mm. Um, but but I do think they'll. Um, I, I think Jose will give it the the kind of respect that Marine would be craving in terms of. Um, getting a few of the bigger names involved as well um, to, to yeah, for Marines to play against. Yeah, because Carl, I remember, was it a couple of seasons ago, we played Tranmere uh, away. We won 7-0. Um, I think it was our joint record away win, isn't it, I think. Um, and I think we went pretty strong that day, didn't we? But I mean, you know, but, but this team's even weaker on paper than Tranmere. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was thinking, I remember in that game, we were, I think, 6-0 up and brought Harry Kane on for That's the last right. 15 minutes. Cause I remember Pochettino <laughs> saying it was an opportunity for the for the kind of the public to see to see the England captain. But, mm. you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we want to necessarily see Harry Kane in use on uh, on Sunday if we can help it. But, you know, I, 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 um, I, I, go, I watch quite a bit of non-league football in, in normal times and it goes without saying that the kind of profile that this fixture gives a club. I mean, this is this is the lifeblood for two or three years. There are so many non-league clubs really, really struggling at the moment. With, um, with you know, they, they run on volunteer hours anyway, and so little income. So actually, you know, this this kind of once in a lifetime cup run. So it's a uh, it's a really well-run club where they've got a little community trust and, and and do good within the community as a lot of grassroots teams do. So I think this initiative of selling all these tickets is fantastic. And uh, and and yeah, they, I, I think. We should we should get a we should get a few goals. The the, the, the wonderful thing about this is that down the side of the pitch mm. they have the numbers painted onto the fence, and um, that is if the ball goes over, they know the ball boys know which door to knock on to get the ball back <laughs> from in the garden. So, you know, at, at forty quid a ball, that's uh, that, that's quite important. So um, it, it should it should be quite nice, and you know, it's one of those ones that it was going to be played on uh, the FA Cup reels for the next half century if we do somehow find a way of messing. It all, but I'm confident yeah, we, won't. Don't, we don't want a, a Ronnie Radford moment. Uh, <laughs> no. older, older listeners will remember that one with Hereford against Newcastle. Um, but yeah, I, I obviously I, I don't think there'll, there'll be an issue there. Um, Tom, the, the other thing that's obviously broke uh last week was I mean, it's incredible that after the whole Carl Walker thing and various Tottenham players before in lockdown. Uh, with Jose, with ta- uh, with uh, various players, sort of going out training. That ridiculous picture went up of um, uh, Lo Celso, Reguillon, Lanzini of West Ham, and Lamella, presumably with wives, girlfriends, kids, all on presumably Christmas Day. Uh, do you think? Do you think the club? coming out do you think club have done enough I, I noticed again some rival fans saying we should be docked points for it this nonsense and obviously jose came out and said we try and do everything but you know once they go home 
he kind of pretty much said, "What what can we do? We we tell the players not to do this or to do this, but we can't be with them all the time." Do you think that was a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, it was it was quite incredible, really. Um, the 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 first I saw of it was uh, was a tweet from someone I follow saying sack them all and uh i was like oh what's this about and then you kind of obviously go back through and uh, and, and see what's happened to see the pictures and uh, the first thing you're thinking is who's who's in the santa outfit is that another is that kyle walker is that a, 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 <laughs> another player we, we don't know about but um but yeah it was it was extremely disrespectful it was it, it was it was both dis- disrespectful and stupid um yeah. to everyone who's who's you know, making all the sacrifices that that they are throughout this throughout this period and over Christmas itself, um, to then post a, uh, you know, such a such such an incriminating and and a picture that just didn't show any kind of semblance of of, of, of care about what they were doing, um, mm. and 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 then I understand it was uh, it was swiftly deleted and the account was set to private and whichever friend posted it is probably not going to be yeah. invited back to any of those parties. Um, but you won't be getting that lovely Iberian ham, Willie. Well, no, I mean, so. I mean, I, was, I mean, it was it was incredible, really. I mean, that that that, that Reguilón was even on the bench on Saturday. To be honest, I think yeah. um, you know Lamela Lo Celso, whether injured or, or or whatever, won't be anywhere to be seen for a while. And um, I I thought Reguilón would have been would have been banished from the squad for that day as well, if not for the next few weeks. Um, but um, yeah, it was really disappointing um, on the day you know, for, for it to come out before a game as well. You start thinking, oh god, this isn't going to be our day today. Bad vibe around the club and all that before yeah. uh, before a big match. Um, but. But yeah, it's it was it was it was really disappointing, and um, it's going to take quite a lot to to, to undo the, um, the yeah what's what's gone on there for those guys. Yeah, Jake, you don't think there's anything lost in translation? I mean, presumably, with the uh, the, the 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 professional bubble that uh, our players were under, if it was a photo of just regular Lamella and Celso sitting together, uh, tucking into some uh, bird of Matthew's turkey, we probably wouldn't be so. Uh, such an upcry, but the fact it was so many people in this one picture, yeah. uh, that was the thing, wasn't it? And obviously, looking very, very glamorous as well. And I think it was a bit of a like, oh, you're kidding me, that kind of arrogance, uh, yeah, in that wasn't their joke. I mean, look, it's stupid, uh, uh, in many ways, but stupid to break the rules, um, uh, uh, so gregariously, and then also stupid to post it on Instagram, whoever did do that, um, and they deserve everything they get. I think it was interesting that Mourinho, after the game was asked about it, he mentioned that he bought uh, Reguilón this uh, Iberian ham or, or Portuguese yeah. piglet for Christmas because he thought he was going to be on his own and he wasn't. And I, I, and he did sense a real anger there. That is a betrayal. Uh, if you're if you've told your boss, your manager, that you're all home alone for Christmas and they go out of their way to get you a mm. gift to try and help you out, and then actually you're having a party against the club's rules, against yeah. the government rules. I mean, to put it uh, uh, bluntly, it takes the piss. Um, and uh, Mourinho w- will not be happy about that. I'll be interested to see if Reguilón starts, because he's had a great start to the season. He's a hell of a player. He also seems like a good guy, you know, uh, mm. off the pitch. But I'll be interested to see whether he starts tomorrow night or whether, you know, Mr. Reliable Ben Davis, who I'm sure will not break any rules ever, uh, <laughs> will uh, be hit the first choice for a bit. And He's our James Milner, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, not good on any level. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, go back to the Marine game. Tom, your, your score prediction for Marine? Uh, 5-1. I think they'll, um, they'll, they'll oh, get one okay, from a goal. corner. Wow. Yeah. Carl, what do you reckon? 
Uh, 4-0. Jake? Uh, 3-0. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I I think it will be... uh... 3-0 3-0 as well. Uh, just remind people for additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily Spurs news show, match reports uh, after every game, interviews with ex-players and much more, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Next week, I'm joined by Abby Summers, Russell Goldsmith and Jar Wobble. Um, Tom, you've obviously been helping uh, the, the, the great Stevie P out. He's been doing... Uh, this kind of every week looking ahead at sort of his reminiscing almost about uh, our, our upcoming opposition. Uh, it's been a, a lovely little show that people can uh, go and get, can't they? Yeah, yeah. So um, so Steve Perryman started this podcast last season. Um, he, he was initially just doing it on Facebook, but it was um, basically previewing each each upcoming Spurs game by um, uh, yeah, with his own rep- reminiscences of, uh, of of games against that opponent, um, which is a really interesting way of doing it. Hearing it straight from from the horse's mouth, will also chuck in a bit of um, personal info as well about what he's up to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this season, we've kind of um, moved it onto iTunes and Spotify and all the other mm-hmm. platforms. It's it's literally just called the Steve Perryman Podcast. Um, but it's uh, it's it's genuinely a really a really great twenty minutes half an hour each week um where he, he he looks back at the recent game previews the previews the upcoming one um and and tells loads of stories um some of which i'm sure people have heard and a load which they won't have done because mm. we did passing. uh we did december 2019 we did two shows with him uh on his wonderful autobiography and then during early lockdown i did a brilliant show the the, the 77 78 season when um Oh no! So I tell a lie. It was with John Pratt. Sorry, I, we did another one with Steve, which was the eighty-one cut run, going through every single game in his recollection. So again, for those of you that have got us on iTunes or Acast or Spotify, you can go back and listen to that one. That's that's well worth listening to, and we've got the sort of audio clips of the games and stuff. Well worth doing. But go and uh, definitely go and. Uh, uh, check that one out, Carl. I mean, presumably gig-wise, have you been doing any of these Zoom gigs or? Uh... No, uh, I, I haven't really. To be honest, the idea fills me with dread. I may have to start considering it uh, pretty mm. soon. I mean, all the venues again. I mean, there's so many venues, comedy clubs up and down the country that were ready for New Year's Eve in COVID-safe yeah. venues and then got closed. I think just that certainty is so required. Um, and um, yeah, it's 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 difficult at the moment, but hoping that 2021 is a slightly busier year. My tax return will be slightly quieter uh, <laughs> this year. But um, you know, been been trying to been trying to shift uh, shift copies of the book, which has been uh, under under the trees of uh, many a Spurs fan. I think this uh, Christmas, which is uh, really nice, a bit of a, a bit of a bucket list tick off that one. So Good. for you, um, for new people who joined us before, uh, just give it a, another plug, please, Carl. Your book. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called Being That Number. Um, it was intended to tell the story of our 2018-19 season being the first season back at the new stadium uh, through the eyes of supporters clubs around the world. Uh, thank, Well, as as we know, we ended up at Wembley a little bit longer, uh, but the, the Champions League run sort of saved that. So um, you split the Spurs fans all over the world, many of whom I'm sure listen to this show and, uh, you know, my own my own group at Yorkshire Spurs. There's, there's plenty of Spurs fans far, far afield. So uh, it kind of tells their story, how they came about um, becoming Spurs fans and you know also kind of tells the story of a pretty much roller coaster season so it's uh, it's on amazon being that number 
Lovely. Fantastic. Uh, well, look, gentlemen, thank you so much, Tom, Carl, Jake. Thank you so much for all uh, coming back on the show. Uh, as I said, we'll be back next week. Let's hope next week we're talking about uh, a League Cup final appearance uh, chance, finally, uh, after such a long wait for a bit of uh, silverware. And let's hope we're talking about a thrashing of the part-timers of Marine. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Until next week. Come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.